Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Island Podcast. My name is Brian. This is part two of a series we're calling It Sucks to Be You. And today we're going to pay attention to a character who plays a minor role but answers a really big question. His name is Uza. Now, look, I'm trying to make these podcasts about 12 to 15 minutes long, so I'm not going to be able to spend a lot of time. I do want you to know that I'm writing a five little book part series called It Sucks to Be You. Each one of the little books will go in depth to each one of these stories that I'm trying to tell. But for our purposes, I'm going to kind of fly right through it, if that's okay with you. So let me give you a real quick background to the story. Remember in the first Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Well, that Ark thing, that was real. Uh, It contained the two tablets that had the Ten Commandments on it and a few other artifacts. But there were very strict instructions on that Ark about how to move it around and where to keep it and what to do with it. And one of the big no-nos was, you can't touch the Ark. If you touch the Ark, you will die. Pretty much simple. It was laid out right in the Bible. Well, not only was Indiana Jones looking for it, but back way back then, four or 6,000 years ago, it was a really big deal. It was a treasured artifact. But just like with any new toy, with any shiny object, it got forgotten over the years. Kings had changed, new palaces had been built, and the ark just got stored in different spots all around Israel. Well, King David now was the king, and he wanted to find that sucker and bring it back to the palace where it belonged. So, let me read to you the scripture that goes along with this, because it's a pretty cool story. David mustered the pick of the troops of Israel, 30 divisions of soldiers, lots of them. Together with his soldiers, David headed for Bala, or Bala, or Buala, I don't know, to recover the chest of God. It goes on to say... They placed the chest of God on a brand new ox cart and removed it from Abinadab's house on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, Abinadab's sons, were driving the new cart loaded with the chest of God. One of the brothers, Ohio, was in the lead and Uzzah was walking alongside the cart next to the chest. It says, David and the whole company of Israel were in the parade, singing at the top of their lungs and playing mandolins and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbal. So basically, there's a party. There's a huge parade going on. These two brothers, and I can almost imagine all the troops lined on either side of the road were probably screaming, A-H-I-O! <laughs> I've been waiting a week to tell that joke. Get it? A-H-I-O? Because of the Ohio State thing? Anyway, here's where the story gets interesting. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, the oxen stumbled. Maybe there was a little pothole. So Uzzah reached out and grabbed the chest of God. God blazed in anger against Uzzah, and struck him hard because he had profaned the chest of God. Uzzah died on the spot right alongside the chest. Hence the title, It Sucks to Be Uzzah. If there's one thing that I've been confronted with over the last 35 years being around the whole Christian church thing, it's this by people who are doubting. Why would I want to follow a God who's not fair? Because let's be honest. I mean, look at this story. Okay, I get it. I've heard the sermons. I I know what the cheesy preacher would say. 
You see, the cheesy preacher would say, because I've searched this, I've heard these sermons before, he would say that God was after something. You see, what happened as a result of the story is King David went back to the Old Testament scrolls and saw how to properly take care of the Ark of the Covenant, how properly to move it from one place to the other. So as a result, the big picture is King David was driven back to the Word. And he led Israel back to God. I get that. I get the big picture. I've heard all the analogies. I've heard all the neatly wrapped up arguments, but I still got the question, what about Uzzah? I mean, he's a guy. He's, that's a real person that God supposedly cares about. And I, and I know it's not just stories from 4,000 years ago. You have them. I have them. I remember when I was younger, someone very important in my life needed a heart transplant. Our entire town, our church, our, our entire community, everybody who knew of the situation, we got together in prayer vigils and we started prayer chains, praying that the person that we loved would get a heart transplant. But you know what that meant? That if we got our prayers answered, somebody else had to die. Some other family had to go through a tragedy. Same thing happened when, when we found out we couldn't have kids and we were going to adopt. We got our family and friends and our church and everybody who cared about us. We were praying that God would send a little baby into our life. And he did that three times, three different times. I have three great sons. But in order to do that, some young birth mother and their family had to go through a really hard time. I mean, this happens all the time. You probably have story after story. I, my mom, my mom died at 64 of cancer. She never drank. She never smoked. She was one of the healthiest people that I had ever known, and yet her body was riddled with cancer. Did good things happen about it? Did she inspire a lot of people? Did her? Have we told her story over and over again? Absolutely, there's a big picture. But doggone it, that's not fair. Well, I'm not here to give you a snappy little answer. That's not what the island is about. That's not what I'm about. That's not what any of this is about. Because first of all, I want you to hear that if you've ever been in that place in your life, if you're there right now, when you wonder why isn't life fair, your questions are valid. Your doubts are valid. Keep asking those questions. I think we've, I, I won't say you, I have been asking the wrong question. It's not about whether or not God or life is fair. Really what it boils down to is, Brian, do I really believe there's a heaven? I used to picture that there was this long line of people standing in line waiting to get to meet God or Jesus, and the biggest thing that we would hear, the most frequent thing that we would hear up there would be the question, why? And now, here's where I'm at. I don't think that the most common thing that we're going to hear there is going to be the question why. I honestly believe that the most common thing we're going to hear once we're there and we really understand what it is and what it's all about, I think the most common thing we're going to hear is not why. It's going to be... Oh. Now I get it. 
last week in part one, I introduced what I called the doubt meter. I, I asked you if if your belief in God and the Bible was on a scale of zero to ten, zero being that you don't believe any of it, ten believe you you believe all of it, where would you be on that scale? But I didn't answer the question myself. Well, I want to answer the question right now. Right now, after 55 years, 40 of that, which I've been thinking about this kind of stuff, I'm about an 8.5, if I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe a 9. But I used to be a 6. I used to be a 6 while I was a pastor. You see, I've had people all along say, you know what, your faith and the whole heaven thing and and believing that your people go on, that's just for the weak-minded and the people who need an emotional crutch. Well, you know what, I've never said this to anybody, but I'm going to say it now. That's a cop-out. You know what? I I don't like that because I'm not weak-minded. I've taken the time over my adult life to try to answer these questions. I've asked some really hard questions, and I've searched. And one of the things that I know for sure out of that 8.5, one thing that I know without a doubt is that 2,000 years ago, there really was a guy named Jesus Christ, and he really did live on this earth, and he really was murdered because lots of people saw it. We had more eyewitnesses to that than we did the death of Abraham Lincoln. So I know that it really happened. And I know three three days later, he rose back to life again. He's the only person in history to ever do that. 500 eyewitnesses saw it. I believe that. I know that that's true beyond the shadow of a doubt because I've applied every test, every thought, every doubt that I can to that. And if that's true, then that's a game changer. Because if that's true, then he's made the same thing possible to us. And even though I think it sucks that my mom died at 64 years old, it really just sucks for me and my dad and my brothers. It doesn't suck for my mom. She's there. And I think if she could sit at the table with me and have a cup of coffee, she would say, it's okay. Let's go back really quickly to the star of this episode. Remember Uzzah? He's the guy walking behind the Ark of the Covenant. They hit a pothole that's going to fall out. He just he wanted to do the right thing. He, he just wanted to save the Ark from falling to the ground. But because of that, and because some rule was broken that maybe he didn't even know about, he was struck dead on the spot. And I know that seems really unfair. It does to me. I don't have all the answers to that. But here's what I actually believe happened. I believe that Uzzah immediately went to heaven. And while those of us left behind might think, man, I hope he got to ask God that question. What would you do that for? But I don't think Uzzah did that. I don't think my mom asked why she had cancer. I don't think all the examples that I have and all the examples that you have, I don't think that's true for the people that believe that Jesus Christ is real because they're in a place that we can't even fathom. And look, gang, I'm not a preachy guy. Anybody that knows me, even when I was a pastor, would tell you I'm not a heavy-selling kind of a cheesy preacher that you've run in before. But I've been so uptight about this particular episode because it would be irresponsible for me to do this island thing and talk about, you know, changing ourselves from the inside out and making sure we got all this stuff straight and not telling you the ultimate truth is that I believe you are important because Jesus believes you are important. He came to this earth and he died for you and me so that we could enjoy something that we can't even dream about someday. And I'm not here today to ask you to throw all your doubts and questions and frustrations 
out today. That's not what this is about because you're on your journey just as much as I am on my journey. But if, if this topic today can help you on that, if this causes you to want to have a conversation, if this causes you to think differently, that maybe the question is not about fairness, but it's about perspective. During the next week, I will be posting stuff on my page and on the island page that will be further support of this topic that we're talking about today. And then next weekend, I'll be back with part three of the It Sucks to Be You series. But in the meantime, I hope that you'll take some time to think about what do you think about what happened to Uza that day? What do you think when life seems completely unfair? And even those times when you think that God is completely unfair. Those are really important questions to ask. Don't shy away from them. It doesn't mean you don't have faith if you doubt. In fact, the people that I know in my life that have the strongest faith also at different points in their life doubted the most. Thank you once again for joining us here. You have no idea how much it means to me that you take your time and you share this. Please, if this has helped you, please share this to your page. Help us spread this thing. Last week, we had over 700 people watch the first episode, and and I I really want to be able to get this word out to as many places as possible. If you need anything, don't hesitate to give me a message. Otherwise, have a great week out there, all you Islanders. Until next week, have a good one.